You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another Locked On Podcast Network crossover episode. If my voice sounds funny, don't worry, you're not in the wrong place. Welcome to all the Locked On Texans listeners. I am Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers with Cody Davis of Locked On Texans. And Cody, you're going to be talking to a number of hosts, I think, with uh, people trying to to make an offer and and seeing how you feel (laughs) about those offers for Deshaun Watson, if he is available. And I want to get into everything, a ton of that, from my perspective, your perspective, about this whole thing going on with the Houston Texans and the same things happening with Corbin Smith, the host of Locked On Seahawks. Some teams are going to be calling him about some offers for Russell Wilson. I think Wilson is much less likely to be on the move than Deshaun Watson. But today's about the Texans maybe being a partner with the 49ers and what's really going on with Deshaun Watson in Houston. So, Cody, glad you're here to chat with me. And I think my listeners are going to enjoy this, and I hope your listeners do as well. So thanks for joining me here today. Oh, no problem. You know, since everybody wants to, you know, talk to me about trades, I shouldn't even pick up the phone like the Texans are supposed to be doing <laughs> right now. You know, just not picking up the phone, leaving a voicemail, just telling people I'm all for trades. But if it had to do with Deshaun Watson, I just don't bother about calling back. <laughs> I love that. I love that story about things just going straight to voicemail. I mean, that's crazy. Like at a certain point, maybe you're not doing your job if you're not listening to offers and not picking up the phone. Maybe somebody might be calling about somebody else, but that's, exactly. that's pretty amazing. I guess well, we've got to start there. I find it amazing because when this whole thing first started, and it's one of the things I love to do, and I love the power of the network that when some big story breaks, I go to that show and that host, and I listen to the very first Locked on Texans podcast talking about uh, Deshaun Watson stuff first came out and it was as I expected. It was like, what are you talking about? No way in heck the the Texans are ever going to trade Deshaun Watson. I'm not even going to consider what an offer would be, what that would look like, because that's just never going to happen. You don't trade away someone who's a 25 year old star quarterback for your franchise. Not happening ever. Whatever this story is, is, you know, nothing's happening here. There's nothing to this. And writer for the Houston Chronicle, John McClain had pretty much uh, the same response to it, right? The, he, he, I, th- I think his tweet was, I have a better chance of becoming the next head coach than Deshaun Watson is to be traded. And in the Sunday Houston Chronicle paper, there's a story, and it's, it's entitled, the headline is, it's time to trade Deshaun Watson, essentially. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I turned on the podcast to listen to you guys. And it sounds like that thing is really starting to turn and it blows my mind how little communication and how little has actually changed between Watson and the organization yet publicly and my perception and it sounds like your perception and uh, the writers and the beat writers and the national media, everybody's perception now is like maybe more surprised if he doesn't get traded. That's amazing. And Brian, you actually said something that I want to focus in on how little things have changed and That is the problem with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson right now, because I'm pretty sure you heard the news as well. You know, Deshaun Watson wanted some type of input into the general manager and head coaching hire. They did not listen to him. And it's part of the reason why we're in this situation right now. And look, when you talk about Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston, I feel like myself, John, and all the other Texans beat writers we are a little bit, 
how can I put this? We, we had a feeling that this was going to happen, but we didn't want to accept it, accept it. <laughs> when all the news and everything stopped first coming out about rumblings that Deshaun might want out and he's putting all these cryptid tweets out. I had a feeling we was going to get to this point because ever since the firing of Bill O'Brien, I've been saying this whole entire, this whole entire season that this off season was going to be the most important off season in franchise history. And I say this, that this can only go one of two ways. Either the Texans get their crap together. You include Deshaun Watson in all the meetings. You, you don't have to hire his general manager and, and the head coach that he would like, but just include him. That's all he wanted to do was to just be included. You get your stuff together, you include him and everything can continue to go on or you continue to do the same BS that you have been doing, not just with Deshaun Watson, but the same thing that you have been doing with J.J. Watt, the same thing that you have been doing with Aaron Foster and Andre Johnson and all the rest of the Texans, great. And this thing can go hella wrong. And what did they pick? The latter to go hella wrong. And that is why the Texans and Deshaun Watson is in this situation. And, you know, going back to everything that I just mentioned, when, when you take a look at, you know, Deshaun Watson wants to be included. We, we are coming up on the one year anniversary of when they departed from DeAndre Hopkins. And everyone knows that Deshaun Watson found out about that trade on social media. So that bugged him the wrong way. And when you, and I also believe the firing of Bill O'Brien did not sit well with Deshaun Watson as well, because I truly believe that him and O'Brien really had a genuine relationship with one another. And the fact that you let go Bill O'Brien, you keep Jack Easterby around, who is another name that I just hate to say at this point. And you keep that guy around, but you get rid of Bill O'Brien. Then you go on this. And then this is where things really start taking a turn for the worse. I know a lot of people, you know, and I, and I know you see, you go back and forth on social media and you see, you know, the, the situation that I just mentioned, how Deshaun Watson wanted to be included. He was promised that from Cal McNair, the owner that they, they, they went out on a dinner. They met about the direction of the franchise and he promised Deshaun Watson that he was going to let him in and, and let him be involved in the hiring process of the general manager and the head coaches. No longer will he have to find out through the grapevine, but what happened? <laughs> they, he did the complete opposite of what he promised Deshaun Watson. He went behind his back, you know, out of nowhere, everybody was just, just, it just, it just came out of nowhere, the hiring of Nick Casario. And once again, he founds out on Twitter. That was the main reason why he tweeted the night of the hiring. Some things never change. And they do the same thing with David Cully as well. And to be honest with you, Brian and listeners, I truly believe if Cal Magnair would have just sent Deshaun Watson a courtesy call, hey, Deshaun, you know, I understand you you have a list of candidates, but I really feel good about Nick. And I think we're going to hire Nick as the general manager. Hey, Deshaun, we really feel good about David Cully. We're going to hire David Cully as our new head coach. Nine times out of 10, they would not be in this situation right now, or at least it would not be this messy. And the Texans can't blame nobody but themselves. It's it's such an amazing story and, and wild situation there. And you brought up Jack Easterby, and I don't even know what to think about him. Is like the, the only question I have there is why. And I don't think we even have time to get into that conversation. Why is he even part of the organization at this point? And maybe uh, a little 
self-awareness inside the organization could help at some point, but ownership and front office people a lot of times are very insulated and they don't really understand what public perception is or don't care because they believe they're above it. And I, I really feel like that might be one of the biggest things that's going on with the Houston Texans right now and Deshaun Watson. I have another question for you before uh, we start talking trade here is what is the fan perception? I, I would assume the fan perception is pretty heavily on Deshaun Watson's side at this point. So I can't imagine that fans really want him to be traded, but there is a, is there a segment of the fans and is it starting to, is the tide starting to change in a way that the fans are starting to think, well, you know what? Well, let's just get this over with and rip the bandaid off because we know what path this is already taking. Would you rather see this play out and the Texans play hardball and Deshaun Watson sit out into training camp and possibly into the regular season or trade him before the draft when you can maximize those resources? Oh, well, first and foremost, for the fan, at first, they were on the side of Deshaun Watson and a good bit of them, you know, still siding with Watson, because like I just said, you know, you take a look at the Houston Texans side of things and you take a look at this situation. They can't blame nobody but themselves. The Houston Texans cannot blame nobody but themselves. And but but you have some people who are siding with the Texans because they think just because Deshaun Watson signed a contract, a contract dissension that I was hoping that he did not sign because this organization has shown that it was already incompetent to begin with. Why would you sign a contract and tie yourself to this organization for the next four or five years? And it's going to make it 10 times harder for you to leave. I get it. I understand it was a lot of money, but you're Deshaun Watson. You're going to get paid wherever you go. Plus you got to take into consideration with your endorsement deal. This is not a Melvin Gordon situation. You are Deshaun Watson. But with that being said, um, for the, for the fans out there who are trying to make Watson the bad guy, look, the scenario that I just gave at the end of the day, that is just an employee that is really upset about his work situation. And we see it every single day in corporate America. Brian, I'm pretty pretty sure you've been in this situation with whatever job you might have been a part of where, where you felt you might have felt that you was done wrong by your employer and what do you do you start fixing up your resume you get Mm -hmm. your linkedin profile you know start looking a little bit nice you start going to all these job fairs and stuff because you're trying to get the hell out (laughs) what is the sean watson trying to do get the hell out now to answer your other question about should the houston texans trade him before the draft 100 percent Yes. Matter of fact, if it was up to me, I would have him traded this week because you do not want this lingering around your organization as time moves on because you trade him for the draft. That is when you're going to get your best asset, period. You, you, you know what these draft picks are looking like. Like, for example, me personally, I think the best deal out there is Miami. You get a young quarterback in tour who I still believe in. You get you a, a, a really good defensive stud in Howard. You get some good draft picks and you can build for the future and you can end this foolishness. If you keep the Sean Watson, not only do you miss out on all these draft assets that you really need and young, talented players that you really need to rebuild this franchise, but it's going to be a constant theme that is going to hurt your team for this upcoming season. And the best example that I can give is look what just happened with the Houston Rockets. And I cover the Rockets as well. And they tried to play hardball with James Harden and look where that got them. Now they're on the second longest losing streak in franchise history. And they let that thing linger, linger, linger to the point it got really ugly and they was forced to move him. And the funny part about that, James Harden ended up where he wanted to go in the first place. And that's the same thing that's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Plus, 
listen, guys, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that Watson continues his career in Houston, but every single day we know that ship has sailed. If you keep Watson, you don't get those draft picks. You don't get those young studs that you can possibly get in a return for him. Your team's still going to be sorry. Because look at the season that Deshaun Watson literally had. He had one of the best quarterback seasons in NFL history, and it resulted in a 4-12 season. Why? Because this team is not good. Learn from your mistakes of how you treated your franchise quarterback. You get some young you know, draft capitals. You get young players back, and you move on. You learn from your mistakes, and you just keep it moving. That is what's best for this organization right now. All right. So we're going to proceed with Cody Davis filling in for Jack Easterby with the organization and pulling some strings. And we're going to work out a trade. Potentially, there's going to be an offer from me. I'm John Lynch, uh, Nick Casario, Cal McNair, uh, Jack Easterby. David no Coley, Jack Easterby. I'm, I'm not taking one. that. I'm not taking <laughs> okay, that. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, how great would that be for the organization if they fired him and hired you, right? Man, you know what? I think that might be a Deshaun Watson might change his mind. I would, I be would be willing to bet you'd have a better shot changing to Deshaun Watson's mind than Jack Easterby. That is for sure. I, I guarantee you. All right. Well, yeah. Next, uh, next, we're going to get to the negotiating table and a trade offer from the 49ers to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. You want in on the action? Well, you can get some at betonline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I know the NFL season is over, but you can still bet on what's going to happen in the NFL draft. Picks one, two, three, first wide receiver off the board. First uh, offensive lineman off the board. Where will J.J. Watt end up? Where will Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson end up? College football futures for next season. NFL Super Bowl winner for next season. NHL, NBA in full swing. Major League Baseball uh, just about to get going, and of course, one of the best things when it comes to sports betting every single year is, and I'm so glad we're having it this year, March Madness. Bet Online even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV you can bet on. Table games, poker, blackjack, real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. I can sense the passion in your voice, Cody, and it, it's not going to be an easy season for Texans fans. Uh, the, there's a few things, though, while you were talking there that, that I thought about that was interesting. One, have we had a visual on Deshaun Watson? I know he went on vacation. He's not going to show up 30 pounds overweight like James Harden, right? No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, okay. that's the thing. James Harden had to show up. Deshaun Watson don't have to show up. He's he's going to sit out. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, so yeah, we we want to in shape Deshaun Watson if he does get traded to the San Francisco 49ers. I would take an out of shape Deshaun Watson. Just being purely honest, there, I wouldn't even <laughs> mind that if he had to get into game shape and, and start working into the season starting in August. So, uh, Cody, I think the best place to start this is just as a general concept, not even team specific with who you would be trading with. Just list like what you think you would be looking for if you were to trade away Deshaun Watson. What is your list of things that you would like to be getting back in that sort of a deal? Well, of course, when you talk about Deshaun Watson, and I think this is where the Texans and fans try to 
this is where it gets hard because when you do a trade, you always try to get as much as as much value back as possible. But you want somebody, somebody who could come close to equal equaling the value of that particular player. And if I'm trading Deshaun Watson and I, I'm setting out my criteria, my my number one thing is you have to give me some type of a cornerstone player. And that's is what that is where I will have to start. Is the cornerstone player as in a veteran type of player or just a really young, talented player there? Because there's here's where I struggled when I'm trying to put that together what I think would be a good offer for Deshaun Watson to the Houston Texans. What do the Houston Texans need? Because when I think about, you know, JJ Watt, and by the way, I was going to ask you about. J.J. Watt now joining DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, but you were so fired up in that first segment. I didn't think I wanted to go there, so we'll skip that question for now. But, like, you know, somebody else's J.J. Watt, or let's say you trade with the Panthers, you get back Christian McCaffrey, you know, star running back. He's a fantasy football superstar. But is is a veteran player that's ready now the right asset for the Texans to be looking for because that player might be already moving on by the time the Texans hit their window because you mentioned how bad the rest of the roster is and, and where this team is at. They had one of the best quarterbacks in the league last year and won four games. Without him, they're going to win zero or one games. So you might be drafting number one overall next year. Now you have that first round pick to utilize that you earn if you're drafting that high. What type of veteran player would you be looking for? Because if it's somebody who's nearing the end of a contract or a veteran that has a lot of say, they might pull the same thing Deshaun Watson's doing right now and they get traded and say, wait, I'm sitting out too. I don't want to be there either. I don't want to be a part of that. So it's almost like you have to grow young and start completely over from zero rather than searching for veteran talent, right? So that's what's tough because you want the big name, but I don't know how many big name fits there are entering the Houston Texans for a lot of the same reasons that Deshaun Watson wants out. Yeah. And, and, and that's another thing because of course you don't want your team to be bad, but you have to get in your mind that this is going to be a rebuild. And when you are rebuilding, rebuilding, you want as many young assets as possible. And that is why I say, I want, I would like to have a young cornerstone player. If I'm trading Deshaun Watson, it doesn't have, to, it doesn't have to be a quarterback. Because you guys got somebody. If I'm doing a trade with the 49ers, <laughs> he better be in that trade package. Okay, I have a feeling where you're going <laughs> with that and what side of the ball you're looking at. As far as draft pick compensation, is there a number of draft picks that you would say, okay, well, let's do straight draft picks. It would be this number is kind of in my head or a position in the draft, or is it more quality over quantity for you? Quality. Okay. I will have to take the quality. Okay. I think I understand where you're coming from here, Cody. And mm -hmm. I, I've, I've got some ideas of where I think I would like this trade offer to go. But I, I want you to name the players you're looking at. If you're looking at the 49ers roster and I call you and I say, hey, you know, I think I might want to do this. Is Deshaun Watson available? And you say, well, your offer better have blank in it. What is that? Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, pass rusher, defensive end, the number two mm -hmm. pick in the 2019 draft. I, I thought that's maybe where you were going. And there's been a big argument on 49ers Twitter about Nick Bosa. If he should be involved in, in that type of a trade, how valuable is he to the 49ers? How awesome did he make that 2019 defense in San Francisco? And obviously Nick Bosa has a ton of value and he would absolutely be the first name that you should mention if you were trying to work a deal 
with the 49ers. Now, let, yes. let, let me try really quick to see if I can talk you out of Nick Bosa because this is the one caveat with Nick Bosa that I think doesn't make the greatest match with the Texans. Obviously, the talent is there. And, and look, Deshaun Watson more valuable than Nick Bosa. So for you to ask for Nick Bosa, you know, some, some 49ers fans are aghast by that idea. But no, they shouldn't be because Deshaun Watson's a superstar 25-year-old quarterback. That's more valuable than Nick Bosa. Now, Nick Bosa's maybe on his rookie contract. And so there's some things that maybe move that a little bit closer. And he's also, you know, one of the top, plays uh, one of the t- most valuable positions in the NFL, but it's still not quarterback level valuable. So Deshaun Watson's more valuable than Nick Bosa. So that is where it makes perfect sense for that name to come up in negotiations. Here's why I think maybe it doesn't make the most sense in a Watson deal, because for a Watson deal, I think you need a wave of draft capital players, a way to build this thing going forward to make sure you are really good and you have as many assets as possible to build around whoever the new quarterback is going to be in 2022, 2023, 2024, right? So for me, when I look at just what Nick Bosa is worth and, and kind of like, you know, everyone has an idea. We've seen some fictitious trades about what Deshaun Watson would get. Nick Bosa by himself. If a team that's not even the Texans called the 49ers about Nick Bosa, what would it cost? Well, he would cost more than uh, Jamal Adams, two first rounders that just got traded. He would cost more than Laramie Tunsil uh, that the Texans paid for him two first rounders plus, right? And you're still paying that bill. Uh, he would be more valuable than probably Jalen Ramsey because Ramsey's contract was up and he got two first rounders plus and uh, Nick Bosa's is not. So here's the problem with that offer is I would say, yeah, of course I have to think about Nick Bosa in a trade for Deshaun Watson, but then it becomes Nick Bosa plus what? And I'm not willing to give up much more than Nick Bosa. And from that standpoint, I don't know if Bosa makes that much sense for the Texans. If, say, the Texans were saying, hey, I want three first rounders in two seconds and, and whatever value-wise, my argument would be, well, Bosa is already most of that by himself. So what are we going to offer Bosa and a one? I don't know if the Texans would be interested in that. I don't know if that even helps them long-term. I get your point, but once again... Deshaun Watson is more, more valuable than Bosa. I mean, you, you're looking at a guy who in the next two years, possibly, if he gets to a a right team, you're looking at a guy who can arguably be the best quarterback in the league. And I know there's Patrick Mahomes out there. And, of course, you still got to include Tom Brady. It seems like he ain't going to never fall off the map. But what I'm seeing, what I've watched in Watson's first four years in Houston – Something is special about that man. And the fact that he was able to turn Kiki Cutie and Chad Hansen into 100-plus yards receivers at the end of, of, of the 2020 season, that lets you know how special this man was. The fact that he got better after losing DeAndre Hopkins. Like, there's no equal value to Watson. And... It's going to have to take more than Bosa. I mean, I mean, I get it, of course, just like me here in Houston. You guys in San Francisco know how valuable Nick Bosa is going to be, in my opinion. I think he's going to turn into the league's best pass rusher in the next, what, two to three years. But it has to be more because at the end of the day, you look at football, what's the most valuable position? Quarterback. And we are giving up arguably the best in the league right now. Well said. It has to hurt a little because it's going to hurt the Houston Texans a lot to trade away Deshaun Watson. 
Um, some other names that I've seen thrown out there for, you know, in a Watson trade, Fred Warner, I don't think makes a ton of sense because he's close to free agency and, you know, it doesn't really help the Texans for someone like Fred Warner, even if he agrees to go get traded there and, and shows up to camp and plays, which I have a feeling a lot of veterans would say, wait a second, I don't want to be traded there. I think he's probably going to say, okay, well, look, I'll play one year and then I'm a free agent and then I'll bounce out of here, you know? And so then you're playing that dance and, and are you, do you have that player, that all pro linebacker still when you're trying to win when you're the Texans in 2023 and beyond, right? So for that reason, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. And I think this trade needs to be a win-win for both teams. Obviously, a, a team is going to trade for Deshaun Watson because they they want to win and they want to build around the, t- the team and the, and the pieces they have now. And I look at a team like the Panthers who might be heavily involved in sending offers. Well, if the, Pan- if the Panthers send, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Brian Burns and a bunch of picks, well, the Panthers are now just the Texans and they're a four and 12 team with Deshaun Watson because they don't have enough talent accumulated. So that's another thing that most teams trading are want to going to want to give up future assets for Deshaun Watson rather than current assets because they're trying to win now and trading for a quarterback that already just signed a contract and that will be expensive, they are probably going to try to win in that current window. They're not a team that's like, okay, let's start with Deshaun Watson and rebuild from there because we already saw what the Texans went through with that. You know, Cody, it would have been a lot easier if the 49ers would have just drafted Deshaun Watson in 2017, but uh, that's that's water under the bridge. Just, just like the Chicago Bears. Oh you know, it would have been a lot easier for them as yeah. well, correct? That would have been, man. They even <laughs> traded an extra pick to the Niners to get up to draft Trubisky. How bad does that look? That, that's a, that's yeah, pretty Yeah, and the fact that they passed up on him and Patrick Mahomes, it, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. But, you know, Brian, to piggyback off what you say, and that's another thing that I'm really interested to see, interested to see how this is going to play out when you talk about trading Deshaun Watson, because, you know, he has a no trade clause. So of course, you know, he holds some leverage as well to say, I want to go there. I don't want to go there. And you you mentioned a very good example. And that's something that has been on my mind is the fact that, okay, you know, if the Panthers go all out and give you everything that you want in a trade, you know, even here with the 49ers, let's say the Texans and 49ers make a deal and we get Nick Bolser and, 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 and all these draft picks and stuff. You look at a situation where Deshaun Watson might put himself in a situation where the team that he goes to have traded so many assets to the point it's just another Houston, Texas uh, situation. And it it sort of reminds me a little bit, and I hate to bring basketball back up, but it, it sort of reminds me of what happened with Carmelo Anthony 10 years ago when he went from the Nuggets to the Knicks. Like he forced his way to New York to the point the Knicks gave up all of their assets and what happened out of it. Nothing. Nothing. And I, I kind of feel that might happen with Deshaun Watson, which, I mean, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, well, you should have stayed in Houston, but you know. <laughs> That's a great point. That's absolutely <laughs> a great point. Um, and you know what? The, the NFL is getting closer to the NBA, too, when it comes to some of these things. And uh, we might start seeing more and more of this happen in the NFL. And in the past, it hasn't been something. I'm sure there's probably... 31 owners out there that are hoping the Texans play hardball and don't let Deshaun Watson force their way out because they don't want their own players to start forcing their way out, right? Yeah, but we kind of already seen that, if you think about it. I mean, look at Jamal Adams last year. Right, yeah, and even Carson Palmer. Yeah, uh, Carson Palmer, you know. He was like, I'm going to retire if you don't trade me. So, (laughs) And they finally did, and the Bengals never trade anybody. Yeah. And, and and that's the funny part about it. It's like there's so many people saying where they don't want to see the player power moving that movement that we see in the NBA. But I'm sitting here thinking to myself, it's a little bit too late for that. At the same time, 
if they don't want that to happen, you the NFL itself has to step in and see and, and to see what is going on that is making these players, especially here in Houston with Deshaun Watson, not want to be a part of their part of this organization because the worst part about all this is you know we, we crack jokes about it you know we fired up about it but the scary part about this is is something is going on off of 16 and kirby i mean it's and it goes beyond the players who are on the field i mean just take a look at the the personnel people who the texans have lost over the past what six months if that i mean jamie roos a guy who has been a part of this organization who was the team president before they were even named the houston texan left a couple of weeks ago because he can no longer deal with the foolishness. And that's the scary part about it. And it's like, you know, if we get Nick Bosa back to uh, um, I don't, we get the first pick and get Trevor Lawrence back, if the Texans themselves do not clean up their act and stop the foolishness that they have been doing way before Deshaun Watson got here, because there's a reason why we're seeing Andre Johnson come out and say, stand your ground. And we starting hearing all these rumblings they can be in this situation again in the next three to four years. And that's the scary part about this. That is that is super scary. So whatever they do now, if they do trade Watson, they better start getting th- some things right and going forward, build the right program and the right culture to start winning. And that would be the hope and the dream for Texans fans when something like this that would hurt so much with no, so many number four jerseys in the stands to have that player get traded away, entering the prime of his career. So here is the official offer I have for you. For Deshaun Watson. Next, during the exciting conclusion of this Texans 49ers crossover. It's wintertime, which means some bad weather and which means road conditions are not ideal. Make sure that vehicle you were driving all summer long is still ready to roll for anything that might come its way all winter long. You can find everything you need. Tires, wiper blades. At rockauto.com, keep your car on the road, keep your car and family safe. If you need accessories for your vehicle, if you need anything at all involving your vehicle, it is such an amazing selection at rockauto.com, and their prices are always reliably low. rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com with a unique catalog, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Okay, Cody, let's see if we can come to some sort of an agreement here. Let's see if there's a fit between the San Francisco 49ers and the Houston Texans I don't know if you're going to immediately hang up the phone after this. If, if, if you guys don't hear Cody's voice again after this, you'll know how he feels about this offer. Follow him on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24 and go subscribe to the Locked on Texans podcast. So my offer for Deshaun Watson is a first round pick, number 12 overall this year in 2021, a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 first round pick. So if we're keeping track here, that's three first round draft picks. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's got a no-trade clause, too. I don't think he makes sense, even though Nick Casario was in New England when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you need a third team involved there. So in this, in my three-way trade scenario, I would have Jimmy Garoppolo going to New England, and maybe a draft, play, draft pick gets flipped there going to the Houston Texans. I really think that type of a deal could potentially happen. And with, uh, with 
Bill Belichick playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. He could say, you know what? I'll even give up a little bit more than I need to for Jimmy Garoppolo to grease this trade for the Texans so Deshaun Watson doesn't get traded into my division with the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins being two major players potentially in this deal. So let's actually just leave Jimmy Garoppolo out of this now, and I'll just say the 49ers are going to throw in their own pick here, and they'll worry about the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff later just to make this clean. So we've got three first-round draft picks. We've got a second round draft pick, which would be the Jimmy Garoppolo flip in my world, but we would have to worry about that later. Three firsts, a second, and the second rounder is going to be in 2022. And I'm considering this a fourth first round pick. This is a valuable player on a rookie contract. Last year's first round pick for the 49ers, defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw. No Nick Bosa in this offer. The 2020 first rounder in Javon Kinlaw, who would be the first defensive lineman drafted in this class, the first defensive tackle for sure drafted in this class, and he was drafted in about the spot. I think we might start to see some defensive players coming off the board there along the defensive line in this class because it's not the the top heaviest class as far as defensive linemen go. Three firsts, a second, and Javon Kinlaw for Deshaun Watson. Cody what are your thoughts there? What is your, do you have a counter offer? What, what, what do you think about that kind of a trade? Do you think it would stack up against what some off, other offers could be from some other teams around the league? I like the trade, um, but I will have to ask more. It'll be, if if I'm the Texans general manager, I, you, you will have to put Nick, Nick Bosa in there one way or another. Because just like we are losing a cornerstone quarterback on offense we have lost a cornerstone player even though by now he wasn't really a cornerstone anymore but we we lost our identity on defense in JJ Watt so you you will have to put Bosa in there one way or, or another I know some people might be looking at their phone right now saying Nick Bosa why is he so uh, just so in all of Nick Bosa I mean once again you're talking about a guy who is going to be in my opinion the best pass rusher in the next couple of years. I know, I, I think he's going to come back fine from the, from that season in the injury that he had, but it, it, it'll have to be Nick Bosa. My counter to your counter, if you say Nick Bosa has to be involved and I say, okay, we're willing to trade Nick Bosa for Deshaun Watson in one deal and one deal only Nick Bosa plus next year's first round pick and this year's third round pick. So Bosa a 2022 first, and this year's third-round pick, it's a yes or no. Do you take that deal? No, because I have to include that 12th overall pick. So you would do it for Bosa this year's first and this year's third? No. So this you would need two firsts, Bosa, and like a day-two pick type of deal? Yeah, something similar to that. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to go back and talk to ownership about that idea. So uh, I think I know where you stand here. If you like my first offer, three firsts, Javon Kinlaw, we do have some extra fifth rounders. We could probably season some things. We could maybe talk about some other players on the roster, but my goal is to win now. My goal is to pair Watson offense with Bosa on defense. I will give up the extra draft picks that it would take and a super talented player that could become a star defensive lineman in Javon Kinlaw. But Bosa right now is off the table unless it's only with a future first-round pick. So uh, that's fantastic. I love this conversation. I, I have a feeling it's not going to be that much different for what Houston Texans might be asking from the 49ers in some ways. And I'm fascinated to know what some other hosts would be willing 
to line up and offer for the rights to have Deshaun Watson traveling to their city. One more quick question when it comes to some of the teams at the top at two and three, the Jets and the Dolphins, and we're going too long here. So I apologize, everybody out there for taking this podcast longer than it's supposed to go. But this is fascinating and this is a lot of fun for me. So you mentioned Tua. So if the Dolphins offer something like Tua and the third pick plus some other stuff, are you drafting a quarterback at three still? Or do you go with Tua, not draft a quarterback and see what you have in Tua? Then maybe you have to go back in the quarterback market next year if you end up not liking Tua. Uh, And it's kind of a similar situation with Darnold potentially being involved in a deal with the New York Jets. How do you picture that? And is a big part of this decision for the Texans how they feel about these rookie quarterbacks at the top of the 2021 draft? Well, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because one, <laughs> you know, outside of Trevor Lawrence, the next best quarterbacks in this year's draft is Justin Field and Zach Wilson. The only problem with that is Zach Wilson, his agent is Bill O'Brien agent and Justin Field agent is Deshaun Watson agent. So that might be a little bit bad blood that the Texans be like, you know what, I'm not going to draft either one of these guys because you'll be dipping back into the representatives of for their clients. But when you look at Miami, look, if I was the general manager, I would make that deal for Deshaun Watson for Tua because, one, I am a believer in Tua. I think Tua is going to be really good. I don't think his rookie season was as bad as people made it seem because he had a lot going against him. I mean, he was coming off of the injury with his hip. You know, there's the COVID, so he really didn't get the opportunity to go through OTAs and rookie training camps and all that. And then when he was on the field, he's looking over his shoulder being nervous because you got Ryan Fitzpatrick who is going to take his spot if he mess up one time. I, I believe Tua has a nice future, and that's why I am high on the flip the, the trade with Miami. Plus, if Tua doesn't work out, that gives you a lot more leeway to move on to the next top quarterback prospect that might be coming out in the next two to three years. That's fantastic stuff. Oh, by the way, um, Nick Bosa's agent is is has the same agent that Jack Eastbury has. Is that a problem? I'm just kidding. Uh, I made oh, that up. God, well, they probably <laughs> love that. And that's the case. We, we're going to hate it because we don't want anything to do with this guy. Oh, God. Uh, that's fantastic. Cody Davis, Cody Davis underscore 24 on Twitter, the co-host of Locked on Texans. And I am Brian Peacock at BD Peacock on Twitter, the host of Locked on 49ers and the host of the Peacock and Williamson podcast right here on the network. We're talking about the entire NFL daily. Go check that out and subscribe. We're out of time here, Cody. I can probably go for another uh, couple of podcasts straight talking about this situation because it's so fascinating and I'm absolutely going to be keeping both eyes on what the Houston Texans do this offseason. And speaking of the Peacock and Williamson pod, I'm hoping you would jump on with us over there to talk about some of this stuff, especially if that trade actually does go down. Oh, just let me and John know. We will be there. Awesome. I love it. Thanks everybody for tuning in to this Locked On Podcast Network crossover. Locked on 49ers, Locked on Texans. I am Brian Peacock. Find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can also subscribe to the Peacock and Williamson NFL podcast, which is coming at you daily right here on the network. Soon to be featuring Cody Davis on an episode. And find Cody on Twitter, Cody Davis underscore 24 with Locked on Texans.